Hello there, fellow warriors, trauma disruptors, all of you out there. Welcome to another episode of Still Standing with Valerie Silvera. And today, let's chat about your oxygen mask. And I really want to start out talking about this by telling you that it begins with you giving yourself permission to matter. Really, I think that's what's holding us back when we're talking about self-care. When we are talking about putting ourselves on the list, you know, if you were to make a list of people that you care for and care about, where would you rate? If your list has, say, 20 people on it, what number are you? It's an interesting concept, isn't it? And actually, in this Weapon of Hope, your oxygen mask, we actually do a little exercise with that. Figuring out where it is that you rate. Because you've got you've to get to a point where you're willing to give yourself permission to matter before you're actually going to do it. And I think that's what it is. Especially if what's really holding you back right now, what's really got you down, has to do with somebody else. For those of us who have spent a great deal of time in codependency, trying to save another person, that's especially difficult because, you know, this person's crashing. How am I supposed to take care of myself? How selfish could that be? Well, as we really get in and talk about this a little bit more, I hope that at the end, you will agree with me that not taking care of yourself is selfish. For many of us, we're wearing some kind of a cape, right? We're really trying to save another person. Sometimes it isn't even one particular person. It could be that you're the kind of person that just wants to please everybody and fix everything and make everything wonderful for everybody. You're the one at the office who's trying to fix everybody's problems in the family. So it could be that, you know, you're really spreading yourself thin. It's not just one person taking up this time and energy from you. But let's talk a little bit about the oxygen mask first. We all have traveled by air. If you haven't, you've probably seen something about the oxygen mask demonstration. The flight attendants go through all these safety demonstrations before you take off. And one of them that's really critical, of course, is that in the event of a loss in cabin pressure, a mask will come down and it comes down from the compartment above you. And it'll kind of drop right in front of your face. And one drops down for every person on board. The instructions, they, well, they first they kind of talk about what's going to happen when you put it up to your face and how to breathe properly with using this mask. But this is what's critical about it. They always tell you to put your oxygen mask on your own face before trying to assist others. The obvious reason is if you don't, you're going to pass out or worse, and you won't be able to be there to help anybody else with their mask. And so this is why this weapon of hope is called your oxygen mask, because it's kind of like, I feel as if, obviously this is a metaphorical story. When we land on planet earth, we're all given an oxygen mask. Okay. And it's for breathing your oxygen. And yes, at times it's okay to take it off of your face and put it on somebody else's who needs it. But a couple things. First of all, it needs to be for brief periods of time because otherwise you are without yours. Not to mention they already have one. 
So now there are two of them over there and none on your face? Another thing I figured out is when we have that mask on somebody else's face for too long, it doesn't even work for them anymore, right? Because then it becomes enabling. It becomes something different. It doesn't help them anymore. So through this weapon of hope, and even in this podcast, hopefully you'll get some inspiration to give yourself permission to matter and to think about who's wearing your mask. You probably don't have to think about it for more than a nanosecond because you probably know exactly who's wearing your mask, but you might be afraid to go get it back. You might be afraid to pull out that safety net and you'll, you'll go ahead and let them wear it to the point where you're passing out or worse. You're literally in self-destruction mode. You're not taking care of yourself at all. But that's okay because dun da da dum you know, we're saving another person. The thing about it is, is if that worked, that person would be saved, right? If that, if that worked, they would only need that oxygen for a period of time to give them a little hand up and, and off they would go. When it's an extended period of time, it's probably not working very well. And in the weapon of hope called Your Release, I talk about the super mom cape and taking it off. And even in this weapon of hope, I actually, this is one of the only things in all of my nine weapons arsenal that I repeat. Or there's only a couple things that I repeat because they're just so necessary in a couple of different weapons. But this is one of them, taking off the super whatever cape. I wore my super mom cape because I feel like it's as if we get a cape, kind of like we get the mask. We get a cape when we have children. And I feel like, you know, it was supposed to be used for the little bumps and bruises and maybe even into junior high when they're feeling awkward or whatever. Never in a bazillion, gajillion years, are those even words, did I imagine that I'd be using the super mom cape while my daughter was in her late 20s and to the degree that I used it for. I mean, that thing, I like to say, was ripped and torn and shredded and wrinkled and faded, and it had been stuck in everything. I mean, in drawers and doors and in my underwear, and I mean, and it practically strangled me. And it never really worked. But I was terrified to take it off. I was terrified to get my oxygen mask back. Now, when you're listening to this podcast and you don't have something like that, something where, oh my gosh, there's this person I'm trying to save, that's not me. Maybe you can still relate to this in some way because maybe you've done it on a smaller scale, maybe not for all the years that I did. But a lot of us, especially women, we tend to do that. We tend to sacrifice ourselves. And we think of sacrifice as a good word. And it can be. It can be a very good word. But sometimes it's not such a great word. What we're saying when we do that, when we're willing to self-destruct for somebody else, we're, we're basically saying they're more valuable than we are. Now, as moms, we can probably all say that. I mean, we could all say, okay, yeah, no, I'm sorry. Sorry, Valerie. My children are more valuable than me. And I get that. I'm a mom too. But there's real danger in that way of thinking. I Listen, and, and I hope you, you take this in the right way. I would have given up my life without a second thought if it could have saved Jamie. If that's how it worked, if my daughter could have gotten clean with the sacrifice of my, 
you know, bodily or you know, earthly life, I would have done it in a, without a thought. Bye-bye. See you later, everybody. Bye-bye. Jamie's going to be healthy and whole now, and I'm out. Peace out, Trout, as my niece Shawnee used to say. <laughs> I don't know what it meant, but it was kind of cute. I was willing to give up my life for my daughter, and I think so many parents, if not all, can say they would lose their life for their child in a second. But let's not forget, you're somebody else's child. If that were even possible, it's not. And, and just stick with me on this concept. If it were possible, I would have done it without thinking twice, without giving a thought to my poor mother and my stepfather when he was alive, without even giving a thought to them losing their child, I would have checked out. What about my husband? How was that fair? I thought when we got married, we became one. And I just like, you know, cut him in half. Said, bye-bye. I hope you get what I'm saying. It doesn't change what I'd be willing to do for my kids. But I think we've got to be really mindful of this because especially us parents, we're willing to, to sacrifice everything. I mean, we see people coming to the rescue of their kids all the time now to the, to the point where it's not helpful. And I've been there but lots of times. We're not allowing them to fall down and get back up and learn how to fight and build courage and stamina and confidence because we're willing to sacrifice ourselves for them. We're willing to just save them from everything. So that's a whole nother discussion. But you get what I'm saying? You're not just one person. You're not just one relationship. You're not just a mother, even though that is one of the most important things you could ever be in this lifetime. You're also a daughter. You're an aunt, a cousin, a friend, a niece, a wife, a partner. And I don't mean to say this just about women. If you're a guy listening to this, you know what I'm talking about. That we're more. And so it goes back to this question I asked you several minutes ago. Do you think that your life is less valuable than your child's? And I'm sure every one of you went yes. Now, you could be in a situation where you're doing this, like I said, that isn't for a child. And, and we see this happen all the time in love relationships and especially with women who are willing to sacrifice themselves for a guy in an unhealthy way. I mean, a certain amount of sacrifice is amazing. I think it's really cool that we can sacrifice ourselves on occasion for other people in a healthy and helpful way. So... Getting that oxygen mask back and putting it on your own face is the best thing you can do for everybody. That is my strong opinion. Because the other thing is, if somebody's struggling, they need people to look to, to look up to. They need role models. They need a glimmer of hope. They need somebody to demonstrate, to show them the way. You can't show them the way if you're rolled up in a ball, in bed with the covers over your head self-destructing, depressed, down. That, what does that show anybody? I mean, people are looking to us. So we've got to give ourselves permission to matter and to start believing that we're worth it, that we're valuable. That's the other weapon of hope called your story, which you know helps to really build your confidence. 
and to start believing in the value of you and your story. So there's a lot to this weapon of hope, your oxygen mask. And by the way, when it comes to self-care, I only put a few things in this particular weapon because it would be so big. There are, there are a lot of aspects to taking care of ourselves. And I'm not a health expert by any stretch at all, exercise, fitness, none of that. I'm just suggesting that you figure out ways to do these things, like get better sleep. And that's been a huge struggle for me for many, many, many years. And I'm, I still fight it all the time, but I'm battling it, my friend. I'm not giving up. The great outdoors, getting ourselves out into nature. We spend so much time indoors, you know, inside houses and buildings and cars and, and without fresh air and the connection to nature. And for me, that's where I feel closest to God. Whenever I'm on a hike or any, anywhere, anywhere in nature, when I see the mountains, at a river, at the ocean, it's like I can feel God. That's really, I call it my church. Exercise, because that gets our endorphins going. So what ends up happening with a lot of people is you get down about something, right? And you don't feel like exercising. What's, that's the last thing you feel like doing because you're kind of feeling down. Well, I don't feel like exercising. But if you could just, you know, lace up your sneakers and even go walking, walk briskly, you know, as briskly as you can. Get Do some yoga. Do something. There are tons and tons of types of exercises you can do. For most people, you don't have, you know, an excuse not to do something. I mean, maybe there are some people with absolute physical limitations and only you know that and you've got to check with health experts on it. But getting some type of exercise because it really helps get those endorphins going. So remember how you didn't want to exercise because you felt down? You push yourself to go exercise and you don't feel so down. And then because you don't feel so down, maybe you'll exercise again. And next thing you know, you're in a really good cycle. Another thing is lowering stress. And right now, you probably... I, I'm going to listen see if I can hear you laughing on the other side here because... When I suggest lowering stress, it's kind of a joke sometimes, isn't it? Because that is the biggie. Life is so stinking stressful. Now, I could give you a bunch of ways you could lower stress right here. But I mean, literally turning off the news, you know, get keep yourself informed if you need to. But man, quit listening to all this repeat, repetitive, constant negative news. Not really helpful, is it? Working on your attitude. That's why I have a whole weapon of hope called your attitude. You know, working on your attitude can really, really assist you in de-stressing because it, it changes how we look at things. We just had a podcast on your focus. When you start to focus on, on the upward mobility of your life, on the possibilities, that's going to help you feel less stressed. Let me tell you another thing that can really help you feel less stress. Laughter. I'm lucky because I have a quick wit and a good sense of humor. I love to laugh. I, I find humor in everyday life. And so that it kind of comes naturally to me. But I will say that when I was really riding that roller coaster from hell, I didn't laugh quite as much. Not really, really belly laugh and, and enjoying it, enjoying it. Um, so I, I just think if you're not a funny person or you're not in that funny mindset right now, do whatever you can to get some laughs. Because there are tons of benefits beyond just feeling good at that moment. There are physical and psychological benefits to laughter. You know, I mean, it really is the best medicine and it's free. 
So try to laugh every single day. In my Nine Weapons of Hope, we have a laughter meter, and um, that's kind of a fun thing to do to figure out where you are. You know, do you really think you might need to get a little more laughter in your life? Because laughter really, really lightens the load. I'm not suggesting that you're laughing at this situation that you find yourself in. Of course not. But can you laugh in the middle of it? You betcha. So that's my advice for you today. I just want to give you encouragement to do whatever it is you think is best for you. But get that oxygen mask back. Get it on your own face. If nothing else, breathe a little bit before you loan it back out again. You might even want to consider retiring your super whatever cape you might be wearing. If yours is as trashed as mine was, it's probably not working that well. And it's probably strangling you like it was doing to me. Take care of yourself. Like I said in the beginning, I think taking care of yourself is not selfish. I would argue that it's selfish not to take care of yourself because you're not there for the person who needs you. You're not that inspiration that somebody needs. Somebody needs a glimmer of hope. And what if that's you? But you're busy self-destructing. You're not taking care of yourself. You're focused on trying to save another person, even if it's someone you have no ability to save. And it's this domino effect because this person was looking to you to be their hope, to be that light in the darkness, but you're in the darkness. Put on your oxygen mask and keep it on because your story matters. You are valuable beyond words. Even if you feel like garbage right now, take it from me. I felt like garbage too. And I'm so grateful that I found a way to claw my way back and, and even develop these nine weapons of hope. I didn't have it. I was just in the dark trying to figure out how to be happy for an hour at a time. You are valuable, not just to the people around you, but in the whole grand scheme of the world's picture, your little puzzle piece, that's you. No matter how small it may seem with all the other 7 billion people on the planet, it's valuable. It's important. It's time to disrupt trauma for good. It is time for you to start taking care of yourself. Give yourself permission to matter.